Each spring, CMC hosts its annual Maximum Man Conference. This two-day, men-only event is designed to equip, empower, and encourage men. Now, enjoy this message from Lead Pastor Tim Brooks. You know, uh, there's no point in giving an altar call to a men's seminar on Saturday afternoon because if you weren't saved, you wouldn't be here. Uh, That's pretty obvious to me. Uh, that your wife didn't drag you to this thing for you to come here, clearly you're saved. Uh, clearly, you signed up and you came to a men's conference and the sun's shining, it's a beautiful day, and you could really be slaying the crappie right now and you have chosen to be at a men's seminar, you're saved. Uh, and you're right with God. Uh, I, I, and you're probably a pretty big financial giver in church. Uh, so I, I, I get that. You're good at this. Well, Tim, this whole weekend you've been preaching to the choir. Uh, Clearly, everybody in here is on the same page with you. Uh, There hadn't been anything in this conference that's been new to me. I want to end this conference by the fact that a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. As its weakest link. And, And we could go on and on about, you read the Bible. You are a big giver. You are committed to church. You volunteer. Many of you men drive the vans for the youth group. Many of you men ref Little League Baseball. I'm, we could just go on and on talking about all of the great qualities that you have in your life. But I want to end today by talking about the fact that you in life are only as strong as your weakest link. And years ago, I had an eye-open experience that I talk about all the time. I was watching a documentary show on prostitution. And as they were interviewing these women that worked on the street, these women were so angry at those women over there because they wouldn't do the right thing. Those women won't stay on the right side of the street. They won't. There is an honor code here, and there's a right way you do it. And these women were going on and on and on about how awful those women were over there. And, and I sat back in my chair and just, wow. Here prostitutes are talking about how awful those prostitutes are over there. And it began to dawn on me, That every alcoholic that I've ever talked to has told me, at least I don't do the hard stuff. At least I don't smoke dope. Every dope smoker that I've ever talked to said, well, at least I'm not ever going to put that stuff up my veins. I'll never forget. And I, I can close my eyes and see the guy's face right now. I had a thief. He got caught stealing. And I was talking to him, and he said, Well, Tim, I only steal from large chains. I would never steal from a small private business. And he was so proud of the fact that he only took from large chains and that he would never take from a private-owned business. You know, I tell our young people all the time, you will not be credited by the number of times you went in a convenience store and didn't rob it. You will go to jail for the one time you do rob it. 
It, it, it's one, well, I golly, only did it one time. It's the one time is why you're in prison. See, it is the one time why you have an unwed pregnancy. See, and we act like we're going to be credited for all the number of convenience stores we didn't rob. And somehow that's going to counterbalance. Well, golly, I can't believe you're arresting me. That's the only convenience store clerk I've ever shot. I've been in a thousand other stores and I didn't shoot those guys. Oh, okay, well then we'll just let you go. We act like with all of the strong links that we have in life, that somehow or another will avoid the consequences of a break in our one-week leak. Man, Jesus dealt with this very same thing. I remember when he was on earth, and there were religious people in church. Oh, God, I'm so grateful I'm not like those sinners right over there. It's, it's a tendency of all of us to concentrate... On all of the areas that we are so strong in, and tend to believe that the sermon was not for us because look at all of these areas we are so strong in. And we want to overlook the scripture. We want to overlook the tapping on the shoulder by the Holy Spirit. We want to overlook conviction of sin because we want to major on all of the areas that we have been a great husband in, a great father in, a great church member in. And I want to end today by talking about the fact that a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. And I've lived long enough now to see great men of God. Great men of God. Married, in church, doing well financially, have a... Have a just a godly countenance about them. Great givers in church and, and great family men. And it, they did what? I get the news and I, they did what? I've, I've lived long enough to have seen countless times men that I thought would never, men that I thought would never let that or this, or that situation. What happened to them? How they, what? Men, we tend to forget that in life, you are only as strong as your weakest link. And what happened? What happened in their life? Yes, we can talk about all the good qualities of each one of us. But that one area in your life that you have got to identify as your weakness. You've got to recognize that as an area of the flesh. And we talked about that. That is an area of my flesh that I've got to watch. Because that right there will get me. That right there will get me. Men, I talked about this last night. You've got to build a wall of protection around you in your area where you know you got a weak link. Move the computer into a room where it's safe. Don't go into that store. Just avoid going into that store. Well, I just went in there to get a Coke. Don't go into that store to get a Coke. Don't be with those people 
that are going to bring that out of the ice chest. See, develop godly friends for you to hobby with. What I'm telling you is you're going to have to build a fence of protection around you because that one weak link will get you if you don't protect it, watch for it, shore up for it, build a fence of protection around you every situation that you're in. I talked about last night, Samuel chapter 11. The only reason that David had Bathsheba, the only reason that he had Bathsheba is because he wasn't where he was supposed to be in the first place. You you don't let yourself get where you should have never been in the first place. Why weren't you at home with your family? What were you doing coming back from your friend's house in Little Rock at 3 o'clock in the morning anyway? Why were you out there on the highway at 3 a.m. in the morning? See, had you been at home in bed with your wife and your children, then that wouldn't have happened to you. See, what you do is you be where you are supposed to be. And you do what you were supposed to be doing, and that puts a protection around you. David should have never been on his roof in the midday waking up for a nap. He was supposed to be out in time of war. That area. That area of your life. I don't know whatever it is. And and, and what it is is not important. It's that you have one. It's that you have one. If yours isn't women, then it's alcohol. If yours isn't alcohol, then it's money. If yours isn't money, then it's I mean, whatever. If it's anger, it's bitterness, it's unforgiveness. It's, it's a sense of rage that you... I don't know what it is that's stealing your maximum manhood from you, but you've got to watch out for that. And you've got to know one weak link. Turn to Judges chapter 16 with me. Uh, I'm going to hurry, and I'm not going to old story of Samson to you. If you have not read Samson, read it. You talk about a maximum man. We're talking a maximum man. You run out here and grab 300 fox and you tie their tail together and you put a torch in there and you burn down grain fields. You're a bad dude. Samson was a maximum man. Just picked up the jawbone of a donkey and killed a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey. David read this morning, David's mighty man. Let me tell you, Samson was a mighty man. Samson was a mighty man. He went into the town of Gaza. It was an ungodly city. And Samson took hold of the gates to that city. And he just lifted them up. And he, and he carried them to the top of the hill in the next city of Hebron. Now you're talking about a maximum man. We're talking about a maximum man. Was, Samson was all maximum now. He just had one weak link. And let's just give some names to these weak links. And we'll just name Samson's one weak link. Let's just call her Delilah. Chapter 16, verse 4. He fell in love. Fell in love with a woman named Delilah. Now, men, Delilah doesn't have to be a woman. She can be a long-necked bottle. She can be a website. I mean, Delilah doesn't have to be a woman. Delilah can be a hobby. Delilah can be a drug. Uh, Delilah can be, I mean, it doesn't have to be a woman. We're just identifying Samson's and, and giving the name Delilah. But see, Delilah can be anything that's going to steal your manhood. Delilah is anything that attacks you to minimize 
your manhood. Now let's look at Samson, the maximum man. Yet he has one weak link. I mean, we could go on and on and on talking about what a powerful man Samson was. At that time, judges led Israel. And he was a leader. I mean, he was the king. He was the president. He, I mean, he was the leader of Israel, for crying out loud. And Delilah stole his manhood. Verse 4. Sometime later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, Entice Samson to tell you what makes him so strong and how he can be overpowered. But I just don't have time to teach on this. James talks about you're tempted by your own lust. See, they didn't go and get Sally Joe. They didn't go and get Betty. See, the enemy will go and get what you're in love with. See, the enemy will go and get where the temptation of your flesh is already bent. I, I, you're not tempted to eat food that you can't stand the taste of. See, you're tempted. See, he fell in love with Delilah, so the enemy is going to use your weak link to get to you. All right, now what is it? Verse 20. You know the story. I'm not going to read the story to you. If you don't, go back and read it. Time and time again, time and time again, the Lord gives you a chance to learn from your mistakes, learn from your mistakes. This is not the way you want to go. This is not the way you want to go. But you just keep on doing it, and you keep on doing it, and this isn't where you want to be. This isn't how you want to do. You don't need to be around this place. Hey, this Delilah's going to get you, and you just keep on going, you just keep on going. And, and, and then she cries out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. And he woke up, and he thought, Ah, see, this drug isn't going to get me. I can quit any time I want to. Alcohol's not going to get me. I can quit any time I want to. This porno pornographic site is not, not going to get me. I can quit any time I want to. See, I, uh, this doesn't have me. And so I'm, I'm going to do just like I've always done and shake myself free. Oh, gosh. But he didn't realize the Lord had left him. Philistines captured him, gouged out his eyes, took him to Gaza where he was bound, bronze chains, forced to grind grain. In prison. You just... You, you, wow. Let me read the rest of this story just so you'll know it. But before long his hair began to grow back, the Philistine rulers had a great festival offering sacrifices and praising their God, Dagon. They said, Our God has given us victory over enemy Samson. When the people saw him, they praised their God. Our God has delivered our enemy to us, the one who killed so many of us, now in our power. Half drunk by now, the people demanded, Bring out Samson so he can amuse us. So he brought out prison to amuse them, and they had him stand between the pillars supporting the roof. Samson said to the young servant who was leading him by the hand, Place my hands against the pillars that hold up the temple. I want to rest against them. Now the temple was completely filled with people. All the Philistine rulers were there, about 3,000 men and women on the roof were watching as Samson amused them. Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me again, O God. Please strengthen me just one more time. With one blow, let me pay back the Philistines for the loss of my two eyes. 
Samson put his hands on the two center pillars that held up the temple. Pushing against them with both hands, he prayed, Let me die with the Philistines. And the temple crashed down on the Philistine rulers and all the people. So he killed more people when he died than he had during his entire lifetime. Go back to verse 20 and 21. There are six areas of loss in your one-week link that will get your manhood. Follow with me. Verse 21. A loss of control. If you don't protect that one-week link, you'll lose control of your life. Samson lost control of his life. And we see men that have lost control. Whatever it is, it's got them. A woman, alcohol, drug, whatever, it's got them. Their anger, their unforgiveness, their bitterness, whatever it is, it's got them. Number two, you'll have a loss of your ability to see. Gouged out his eyes. Your masculinity is gone and you don't see what you're doing. How many friends of yours, they don't see what they're doing? Their eyes have been gouged out and they can't see what they're doing. And you can't help them. You can't make them see what they're doing. Number three, a loss of your home, a loss of your family, a loss of your loved ones. They took him to Gaza. See, you'll wake up in a ditch. You'll wake up in the streets. You'll wake up in the hotel room. You'll wake up in an apartment across town. Your masculinity is gone. It's gone. Number four, a loss of mobility. You were bound, but you can't get out. You want out. You wish you could get out, but you've lost mobility. Number five, there's a loss of who you worked for. Look in verse 21. A loss of who you worked for. See, Samson worked for God, leading God's people. Now he's working for the enemy. A total loss of his manhood. And number six, a loss of status. He was judge over Israel, and now he's a slave for the Philistine. Remember those six things. Because that's what it'll cost you. That's what it will cost you. Verse 20. Because of one weak link, you're going in a circle, round and round and round, not going anywhere. Delilah stole your manhood. Men, just because you're moving doesn't mean you're going anywhere. And Samson's going round and round in a circle. Follow quickly with me, verse 22. But before long, his hair began to grow back. Now, in the Old Testament, God didn't dwell inside the heart of man. So outward physical things were an example of God's presence. Uh, clouds, pillar of fire, a huge tent for the tabernacle, floating axe heads and bushes burning on fire but not burning up. With Samson, it was his hair. Verse 22, before long... His relationship with God. Before long, the source of his strength began to grow back. And see, right here is a time you can forget God, you can hate God, you can be bitter at God, you can be mad at God, you can be mad at Delilah, you can hate the Philistines, you can be, you can be bitter your whole life, or you can allow before long. See, before long, your relationship with God begins to grow back. And the God that gives you strength before begins to infuse you with strength again. Our enemy is not the Philistines. But there is an enemy that's destroying manhood. And I pray 
My prayer for the last couple of months over this conference has been verse 22. That's been my prayer. That as you came here this weekend, that once again the source of your strength was renewed inside you. That regardless of what you've been through, regardless of what you're going through, regardless of what has happened to you, that while you're here, the source of your strength has begun to grow inside you. And here's my prayer from this weekend forward in verse 30. Regardless of what the enemy has done to you, from this weekend forward, you will have greater victories than you've had your entire life up to this point. And that's my prayer for each one of you. That from this point forward, that you will experience greater victories in your life. God's not finished with you. Your eyes may be gouged out. You may be bound. You may be going around in a circle. I don't know what situation you're in. But my prayer for you is, as you leave here, that you will experience more victories from this point forward than you have up until now in your whole life. The enemy is destroying masculinity, and that's got to be defeated. And it will only be defeated by maximum men. It'll only be defeated by men standing up and being a real man. And it can start right here with us. Our churches are going to have real men. Going to have real men. Our community is going to have real men. Consistent, stable, strong, integritous. Real men. Our area, our community, our church, and our children that grow up in our churches will be able to look around Sunday in and Sunday out and see a real man that's there every time the door is open. See a real man that's right there. See a real man that's right there week in and week out. Men, you'll never know what your faithful presence does Sunday morning and Wednesday night in the hearts of the teenagers who notice you're there every time. You'll never know the sermon that you're preaching is louder than any sermon that's ever been preached from the podium. Ever been preached from the podium. Seeing you there week in and week out. I want you to live every day knowing that you're a man. God created an X and a Y. And that's you. Your church needs a man. Your house, your home, your wife, your kids, your community need a man. Daily, daily be a maximum man. And as David charged us this morning, let's don't be a bitch warmer. Let's be the MVP. Y'all stand. Lord, today, as we look across our nation... And we see the great need. Lord, we're aware that you saw that need 6,000 years ago. You saw that need. And that's why you created a man. God, here we are. We're your men. We are your men. And Lord, what you had in your heart when you said, I saw no man to take care of business on the earth. Lord, here we are today. Send us. Here we are today. Men that you can count on, that you can depend on, as we surrender and submit to you. Lord, all that we have heard, all that has been downloaded in us over these last hours, I loose the ministry and the power of the Holy Spirit over each man here, that in the time of need, 
your Holy Spirit, recall that word back to us, that we're not hearers, but we're doers of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to the CMC Podcast. Stay connected with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Download the CMC app by searching Christian Ministries Church in the App Store for iOS and Android. For more information about CMC and upcoming events, go to cmchurch.com.